Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 374 of the RV Podcast. And this week, we talk about how to make special memories with your grandkids. Welcome, fellow travelers. It's time for another episode of the RV Podcast. Answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off-the-beaten-path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information. Here's your hosts, award-winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland. Well, here we go with another podcast. The Christmas season is here. I'm Mike Wendland. This is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And and that over there, um, that is our dog, Bo. That's Bo, <laughs> the Norwegian elk hound. And Bo is with us today. A little bit of snow falling outside, but he's choosing to be inside with us. Yeah. Hey, we have a great episode. Our interview of the week coming up is with uh, a couple that you're going to just really enjoy. Uh, Sam and Deb are their names. Uh, they are, uh, they've been RVers for a long time, and they've come across a perfect way to make memories with your grandkids involving the RV lifestyle. And we just had to share this with you. I think all of us want to make those special memories with our grandkids and our kids. But grandkids, this is a special opportunity in our lives now that we've got time and so that they'll remember us and we'll remember them and have an impact on their lives. You're going to love the plan that they came up with and you'll hear from them in just a couple minutes on our interview of the week. Um, we have three uh, meetups to announce. Well, we've got a busy schedule. Three meetups in three different states, mind you. Right. And the first one's just around the corner, December 11th on our property in near Linden, Tennessee. Yep. This episode is uh, being uh, released on December uh, 8th, 2021. And on December 11th, Saturday, we will be down on this property. We're doing some work. We're trying to get a circular driveway in and we're planning out where we're going to plant, uh, which may eventually be three different RV sites. And so uh, since they're doing the people who are in the they're selling the development that we bought into since they're doing a tour of the property with many of their potential customers. We're going to be down there. We figured, well, let's uh, let's invite people to stop by and say hello. So if you're in the area, you can get to Linden, Tennessee. It's about 90 minutes west of Nashville, a little bit south. Uh, come see us in the uh, afternoon of the 11th. Should I tell them to bring work gloves? <laughs> no, we won't make you work, but we will have a campfire going so we get a chance to meet and greet. So that's our first meetup, December 11th, and we're looking forward to that. Um, if you need directions, you can contact us. Uh, uh, just go to um, send us a note at Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. We'll put that in the description below and you can email us if you, you need directions to how to get to us. That's meetup number, number one. Number one is Tennessee. Number two is in Michigan in the Upper Peninsula, our annual Tequamanan Falls winter campout. Now, we're going to be there camping January 7th through the 9th. And uh, you're, you're invited to camp there as well. This is unlike most of the gatherings we do because this one, everybody makes their own reservations. Make your own reservation. Yep. And you can do that by uh, going through the Tequamanan Falls State Park in Michigan. And uh, we're in the, uh, if you want to know where we are, we're in the Hemlock Campground, which is at the Lower Falls. And we're there January 7th through the 9th. But you have to make your own reservation. If not, and you just want to come say hi, uh, January 8th, the Saturday, uh, we will be uh, hanging around our campsite, which uh, uh, you'll find us. We'll have a big fire going with uh, either at our campsite or at another one in the area, and you won't miss us. So come by uh, anytime, uh, say, from, you know, um, 3 to 6 on uh, the 8th. And just a reminder, you book your campsite. There is electricity, so you can bring a heater your rigs and not use up all your propane so there is electricity and the spots are all plowed out yep so that is meetup number two and meetup number three is the 
almost the polar opposite. <laughs> We're going to be in Tampa, Florida. I know you're going to like that. Everybody's usually ready for a little warm weather. And this one is January at, 20th. at the big RV Super Show. It's an annual RV event. They canceled it last year because of COVID. It's back this year. Everybody is excited to be in Tampa in January, and we will be there for that show. And we're going to have uh, a meetup there uh, at 2 p.m. on January 20th at the Tampa RV Show. So that's uh, a Thursday. Uh, the, it opens on uh, the 19th, a Wednesday, and on Thursday the 20th at 2 p.m., we will be uh, hanging out and uh, it, we, we have a neat meat spot. You can't miss it. It's the South Beer Dome. That's what they call it. It's actually a kind of a pavilion where they serve food and I think they sell beer as well. But uh, it's uh, the South Beer Dome. It's on the show grounds right in the middle of, of the show on the south side of the lake. And you'll find that when you get to Tampa. We'll a lot of picnic tables, a great big dome with picnic tables underneath where people pick up food and drinks and go under the dome. And, yep. And so come sit. see us January 20th at 2 p.m. So that's three meetups that we have uh, between uh, now and uh, the, uh, the end of January. <laughs> Sounds good. Now, um, we have a new giveaway underway that we want to tie up. But first, we want to congratulate our uh, most recent winner. <laughs> we do. We want to uh, send our congratulations to uh, Donald of Great Mills, Maryland, because he was the winner of our last giveaway, and he won our library of uh, 10 of our travel guides and $100 worth of merch from our store. And our merch, like this hoodie, um, uh, we've got some great Christmas gifts, but you should order this week. If you want it delivered in time for Christmas, and uh, we'll put an address uh, on the on the screen below there and on the description uh, in the show notes um, and uh, RVLifestyle.com, and you can make your orders there. But uh, congratulations to Robert. And our uh, next giveaway, we're going to have two winners, so that'll be fun. So uh, the first winner will get a year's membership into Harvest Toast, and the second winner will get a one-year membership into Boondockers Welcome. Now, between those two, you can find a camping spot just about anywhere in the country. Uh, two, uh, two great programs that... If you're a regular, you know that we have great, uh, uh, great respect for both of those programs. We we use them ourselves, and uh, thanks to Harvest Hosts and Boondockers Welcome, we can give away a year's membership. It's about a hundred buck value uh, each one. So one to Harvest Hosts, one to Boondockers Welcome, and you enter that at rvlifestyle.com/sweepstakes. rvlifestyle.com/sweepstakes. And you can enter as many times as you have the energy to enter. Yep. So. Enter away. We love the giving away stuff, and we've been doing these every two weeks, and it's been really fun to, to uh, make somebody's day a little brighter. Hey, we had some great feedback from many of you over the last few weeks about our decision to kind of buy our own uh, property and develop it into a camping spot. Uh, and the first, we actually have plans to maybe do this in a couple of places. <laughs> the first one we did, we, uh, in fact, I think we closed this week officially. Uh, all the paperwork signed and being filed in Perry County, Tennessee, for five acres of property there. And what has amazed us is we've had so many emails and contacts from other people who uh, want to do similar things in different parts of the country because it's so hard to find uh, campgrounds that are open these days. And it kind of depends on what you're looking for, too. Like, if you want really peace and quiet, you know. Yep. People have different things that they're looking for when they go camping. So we got, uh, I've heard from a lot of you who want to do the same thing, and here's uh, a sample. This is from one of our readers named Jason. So uh, Jason Brooks says, Good for you guys. We are, in we are Wisconsin natives, uh, but my job recently relocated us to southeast Iowa. We still have eight acres in Wisconsin that we've developed into a camping site for our travel trailer, and we absolutely love it. The plan is to add power next spring and a holding tank for the septic. Down the road, we'll have to drill a well, but for now, we truck it in. We've used it for two years now as a boondocking site, and I can tell you how nice it is to have your own private campsite out in the country. Our plan is to buy something down south in the future and do the same setup so in retirement we can go north or south and have a camping site ready for our arrival. 
really excited to start following your story and getting some ideas from us. Good well, luck. <laughs> well, we're getting ideas from everybody else, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is all new to us, and we will kind of be documenting the process. Uh, we're, like I say, we're going to our Tennessee property uh, this week. We'll be working on it, getting that driveway in. We'll share. We'll do a video on it. But we, too, are looking at different parts. We have realtors uh, helping us uh, look for property in uh, northern Michigan. It's one of our favorites. So, you know, the goal would be maybe to have a, some property up there that we camp on and then Tennessee. And then uh, we have uh, uh, lots of country we can explore between those two. And we want to invite our friends and followers to come and join us too. So we want to have a couple extra spots. So uh, I'm glad we're not alone and uh, it, this'll be, this'll be fun. So um, that was uh, one piece of email we had and we had a lot of others from people who were thinking mm -hmm. about, about getting the spot. I think yeah, this is a real trend. Yeah, People asking us to go do all this research and let them know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't make the same mistakes that we're sure that we're going to make, but uh, we're pretty excited about it. And uh, we'll, we'll have, we'll let you know how it's going at various uh, parts of the, of our journey to make these into uh, full fledged sites. Um, on our ask us anything last night, um, we had um, uh, some conversation and answered some questions about getting warranty service work done and getting parts from dealers and RV manufacturers and how difficult that was because of the supply chain problems that are affecting everyone. And one of our emails came in from Dr. Rennie. And we know Dr. Rennie. Actually, Dr. Rennie bought one of our old RVs that we used to have. So. It, was, it was a new RV. It was a it new was RV. It was like a year old. Yeah, it sounds like our, we had some old clunker. Yeah, one of the clunkers. It was a really nice RV that yeah. he bought. But he had a good point that he sent us. Yeah, he says, I find that calling or visiting actual manufacturers of the part that needs to be fixed on your RV is better than trying to fix via warranty if needed. And that makes sense. That does make sense. And, and frankly, I never thought of that. Just yeah. go to, you know, the people who make the parts and, and get it directly from them. So thank you for sharing that thought with us. Yeah. I hope we can run into Dr. Rennie out on the road there sometime. Not... Physically, you know what I mean. <laughs> Camp with you. <ya. laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, when we come back, a great interview with uh, uh, Sam and Deb, and they're going to talk about how to make memories with your RV with your grandkids. Stay with us. There's a big event coming up just west of Nashville, Tennessee for RVers on December 11th. Tennessee Land and Lakes is selling off a 1,500-acre estate known as the Woodlands at Buffalo River in large acreage properties from 5 to over 100 acres. Now, unlike most properties, these are virtually unrestricted, allowing year-round RV living in an incredible natural setting. It's like owning your own state park your property, your way. There's high-speed fiber optic internet available, wooded trails, and big views surrounded by the most popular destination spots in Tennessee like Nashville, Kentucky Lake, and the Buffalo River. The pricing is phenomenal for this area, starting at just $69,900. There's even great financing. Jennifer and I will be down on the 11th of December and would love to meet you on the lot that we bought. Take a video tour, get the details on the website myrvland.com. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just on a shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Welcome back, everybody. And now it's time for the interview of the week. Uh, we've got a really cool couple here that we want to introduce you to. Sam and Deb, once we met them and talked to them, we knew that we wanted to share their story with all of you. Now, 
you know, uh, and this is this is aimed primarily at uh, RVers who have grandkids. It would work with everybody. Of course, you could do this, but but you know, one of the challenges that many RVers have is they they have these RVs and they miss their grandkids and they want to be together with them. Well. Uh, Sam and Deb came up with a great way uh, to really make those special memories. They were gracious enough to invite us to their home, and uh, we sat down, and uh, you're going to love as they share their story on making memories with your grandkids. Sam and Deb join us right now. Thank you guys so much for sharing your story with our audience on the podcast. And it's so nice to have you here. We want to hear about how you got started uh, camping and how you got this idea about making a special trip with grandkids. Well, when Sam and I got together, which was 10 years ago now, um, he, uh, he had been RVing for a long time. And I had not done that. And the year that we we got together, he was taking his oldest grandson on his first ten-year-old trip, and I wasn't included in that. We we just met, but the following years, and we have uh, we have seven grandsons and one granddaughter. The following years, we took each of them on their ten-year-old trip. A couple were doubled up because their birthday, they were the same age. And you got to go anywhere in the country with Nana and Grandpa for a month. Yeah, how did you get this idea? My mom and dad uh, took my kids on a 10-year-old trip. Your kids from your first marriage? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, Matt, Joey, and Susie. And they, they chose a destination, and my mom and dad would create a one-month trip around their destination. And how did you bring this idea to, to Deb, and how did you guys decide to do this with your grandkids? Well, it just seemed like the best idea, and he had this fabulous old older camper, and I'm an interior designer, so I redid the whole thing with fish prints and leopard and all of that, and it was absolutely fabulous. It was one of my favorite jobs I've ever done. And we took all these little guys on, on these trips. And what would precipitate the where they went is, like if they were studying in school, one of them uh, was studying the arches in St. Louis. Another of our little granddaughter wanted to go to New York, or actually to Acadia okay. National Park. So Sam, as these kids, figured this thing out another another two two of them went to Colorado and he would sit up there for two months and plan this trip out so that he we would see really special things with them um, just have an amazing time know that we were going to be safe in the areas you know that we were going to go to and just plan something that was just going to be magic and we ended up going around the entire outside of the Great Lakes on one trip Colorado was another the Natchez Trail and over to the uh, Gulf to uh, Gulf Shores and uh, then stopped it to see friends of ours you know with our kids our little grandkids so that they can meet them and the most wonderful thing about it is to have these little 10 year olds because they're so cool and they can do stuff you can still be the boss of them but they get the whole program you know they just and and they're so happy and i raised one little girl and i now was taking these seven little boys on a on these trips they never stopped eating I never stopped going to the grocery store, but it was all hysterical. And I had already fallen in love with all of these kids and grandchildren of Sam's, so it was just a given. And his kids still talk about it. These little kids still just talked about it at Thanksgiving last week, so it's just an amazing thing to do. Yeah, my kids who went on their 10-year-old trip with my mom and dad, they still talk about their 10-year-old trip. And uh, sometimes, they, my dad used to have this big old uh, video camera, and uh, he would take videos, and every once in a while they pull out their, what are they all, the old VG, VA set, VHS, VHS tape, yeah. and uh, they still look at their videos and, and, and talk about it. It's a, it's a, it's the cherished moments, and uh, we wanted to replicate that because, quite honestly, our kids, our, our kids said, Dad, you're going to take our kids on a 10-year-old trip, and uh, and we, we said, well, yeah, I think we should. Is that okay with you guys? And they all said, yeah. So, 
and we, so we've been to many places. Their destinations have been Key West, and we built a month around going to, down to Key West and back. It included Disney and uh, Bush Gardens and whitewater rafting on the Chattooga River where Deliverance was yeah. was filmed and Washington, D.C. in that one. And then uh, the other trips were, as, as Deb mentioned, uh, Acadia National Park. Uh, our two, grand, two, two of our grandsons, Deb's grandson Griff and, and um, mine, Zach, uh, they chose Mall of America. <laughs> Because it's got an amusement park in the, so we did a we went up through uh, the UP, over into uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, went to the Mall of America, then came down to the Wisconsin Dells, and uh, if you've never been to the Wisconsin Dells with kids with all those water parks and amusement parks, oh my lord, they're in. There's no words for it. There's yeah. there is no words for the whole thing, but it was a ball. And they it, chose another. Two of them chose. Uh, uh, to go to uh, uh, Grand Canyon, so we went up through the Badlands, through the Dakotas, to Yellowstone, the Tetons, down into the Grand Canyon. Lake Powell. Lake Powell, yeah. And they they put their all their their feet their hands in the four corners, and uh, yeah, it was that was great. What a wonderful opportunity opportunity to be parents again in the form of grandparents. Yes. Because lots of times when you're a parent, you don't have all that time. But yeah. carving out this time. Yeah. And Sam's retired, and I have my own business, so we're very fortunate that we get to cut that, you know, take that month out and, and do that. And I'm as blessed as the kids are to be able to do this. This has been such a gift for me. And whenever, when we brought the kids home, and you, you know, you, you think, oh, you know, maybe I'm ready to go home, but you kind of weren't. But you certainly weren't ready to give them up. And we dropped them off at their various homes. And Sam and I would literally cry oh. from the time we dropped them off until we got home, you know. And, uh, yeah, because it was such a treasured, treasured moment. And the laughter and the funny and the watching the watching them feel so comfortable with us, you know. And it just it got better every single day. It, it was out of the park. It was so amazing. I would think that the most amazing part about this is that you know your grandkids. Oh, I mean, yes, in a way do. you never would have known them before. Yeah. And that has continued on in our relationships with them now, which is another reason why we bought the home that we did, because if you build it, they will come. So now we have ATVs, you know, and all of that for all of them, too, and um, and a lot of property. And that's another thing. You know, you just have you have to have the toys and the everything else so you can spend a lot of time together, you know, and it makes a very big difference when you can do that, because even though they're riding around, you know, in an ATV and not necessarily talking to you, they're still here and connected and you still get to sit across a table from them and have a discussion and, and just be with them. And they talk with their, uh, the, the, with the kids that we took, talk with their mom and moms and dads about, about their trip. And they, they share stories back and forth because some of them have been to some similar places. Like, uh, Five of them have been to Wall Drug. Yeah, I mean, South Dakota. Yeah, my my, my three <laughs> yeah. and and two others, and two of our grandkids went to you know on the way on their trips. Yeah, forty years ago, and on on, on the, one of the trips back in twelve or thirteen, they. They all went to Wall Drug, and so they, they talk about things, some of the common things. And on our trip, we did this. Did you guys do that? Yeah, we do that. You, you yeah. know, if you look at kids today, and often even when they're out to eat with their parents, everybody's on some digital device. Yeah. Did you have any rules about yes, that? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. They got one hour a day. One hour a day. And uh, and you, did you choose your places based on Wi-Fi? <laughs> um, not really. Not at all. No. Not at all, because that was not the focus of what we were doing. It was to be together. It was to show them places. It was to have them see and feel and be places that they, who knows if they'll ever go back there, you know, in their lives. But at least they've seen all of, you know, that part now. And... Um, and, and and they were so good with it all. Did they? Did how did they initially take that when you said no devices? Oh, they were a little bit upset. Yeah. And, and did they say anything afterwards? Like this was 
wasn't so yeah, bad. Yeah, they all said pretty much says it wasn't so bad. Yeah. And uh, we gave them an hour a day, and uh, they managed it themselves. You know, we, we had an idea of how long they were on. Yeah. And sometimes if we were... <laughs> If we were traveling and we had like a five-hour drive, yeah, we give them a little bit longer, <laughs> a little more yeah. peace and quiet. Yeah, yeah, and it was good for them yeah. because then they, you know, then they weren't, you know, antsy and that whole thing, and it gave them something to do, and so it was yeah. totally fine. And then by the time we got where we were going, they were totally ready to have some fun and do stuff. Now, normally there was just one grandchild, but sometimes there were two because they were about the same age. Yeah, uh, if they're if they're close in age, uh, well, first of all, each grandchild gets to choose. Who they take with them? Oh, they get a guest. They get a guest. Oh, yeah, wow. or or a cousin, or a you know a, a friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and most of them, most of them chose uh, a sibling or a cousin. And uh, there were, our granddaughter Delaney had a little tragedy in, in her life, and she didn't get to take the person that she wanted to. Mm-hmm. So um, so she Delaney went alone with, with Deb and I. So her go-to guy was. Gramps, yeah, and they got closer and closer wow. and closer, and I can still see them sitting across the dinette from me, playing cards, and she would get closer to him and just, just you like know, this. Yeah. She'd, she'd be she'd be right here, you know, <laughs> and I'd be hiding my cards, yeah. and, and, and I. And and I pretend like I'm looking over at hers, and she goes, "Stop it, you peaky looker!" <laughs> Have your grandkids asked you to take their kids someday on the same trip? They've actually asked us to take them again on another trip. <laughs> on, a, yeah. on their twenty-year-old trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are they all? Are they all past ten now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Our youngest is fourteen. So, a lot of people have struggled with this idea. What do I do with my grandkids? Give them some tips on how people can do this with their grandkids and create those special memories. Um, I guess one of the things is let them take bikes. Take bikes? Yeah, take bikes because you've got to you've got to keep an eye on kids even more so now than ten years ago or whatever. But you get, they got to have a little bit of freedom, and they and and if they can explore, they can create some of their own memories. So one of the things would be definitely take bikes, um, plan things that they normally wouldn't do. I mean, like they're not all fisher people, so they all got to take a fishing rod, and uh, we went fishing with every a lot. Yeah, the only one we didn't with was with Delaney. But, but she went uh, scalloping. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah, and and it's their trip. It's not our trip, you know. And they're with us. It is their trip. So every every stop that Sam planned for it, there was something very very kid oriented or something fun and unusual, you know, that they they would get into, you know, and and would remember. And that's that's the amazing thing. It wasn't just going from one campground to another. It was going from one campground that had something near it or within it that was just wonderful for kids and um so that and that that's the amazing thing about how he did this because you know we're so used to planning our own trips and what do we like to do yeah and this was all geared for them and how did you do that sam how did you plan this trip you know well i said how long did he spend on each one two months months. at least how did you plan it well, when the we'll take Delaney's trip for example, she she picked Acadia National Park up in Maine. Up in Maine, yeah. And you're in Michigan. You're leaving from Michigan. Yep. Yep. And she also showed interest in New York City. So, uh, I just looked at the at, at the at the camping books and the and the different um, points of interest books, you know, special interest books between here and New York City. Picked a couple things, and. New York City, we uh, we we parked out away from the city and went into and went into the city. You know, um, I think we were in New Jersey, weren't we? And took a train or a bus or yes, something. Yeah, we, yeah. we took a train. And thank God, Delaney knew how to navigate the subway better than us because she she got us uh, out of getting lost a couple times. <laughs> and uh, but. The, the, the kids, they, they had special interests based on why they chose a destination. Uh, she, like, she chose Acadia, so we did a lot of things 
in and around Acadia National Park. Uh, she liked, she was showed interest in New York, so we went to Ground Zero and, and all the, went to that, what, what's the American most of, Doll most place? Most of it was school, you know, oriented mm-hmm. something that they had been studying in school. And so when they were asked, it was just, and maybe something that they were studying like kind of right then. So Did, did, did the kids get involved in the planning at all? Did you ever have Somewhat. them over and say, okay, Delaney, we're going to go here. Uh, we think you ought to see this. What do you think about that? Or do you want to see that? Yeah. There was some dialogue. So uh, kind of build up anticipation for them? Yeah. A lot of it was also t- talking to their parents. Yeah. You know, I would call them and say, hey, does, uh, you know, Delaney mentioned American Doll, or that place in... Mm-hmm. And uh, so, do you think she'd like to go there? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, we, we, you know, we, I, I, I dedicated the day to that. And, um, in New York City. Oh. Yeah, and, and she wanted to go to Statue of Liberty. And so talking with, with, the, with the traveler and, and, their, and their parents, you just... And Deb's really good at uh, getting these uh, Welcome to New York City books and stuff like yeah. that. So she'd be studying on the way. And a lot of it was spur of the moment. Like we were going to, we were going to uh, with JP and Luke out toward out to the Grand Canyon, and we were in we were in the place where everything is the world's largest, the world's largest pencil, yeah. the world's largest rocking chair, yeah. and uh, and we just saw the sign. And, uh, and then we also saw the ice cream capital of the world on a, on a little road sign. So Deb and I, did you see that sign? Yeah, I saw that sign, because they're, they're doing this back there. And uh, so we got off, and we got off on the side road and traveled, and uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, we were eating ice cream. You were in Nebraska, I bet. Yes. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. And the funniest <laughs> thing. In the sand hills of Nebraska? Yeah. Yes. And, and the funniest. else was there? It's the popcorn capital of the world. Is oh, it really? we found, same okay. I think we I think we saw that. But And then you get into this thing where it's the largest gopher, and yeah. it's the largest rocking chair. <laughs> And I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And, you know, we've got pictures of all of us sitting up in this Rochester, uh, our rocking chair. Sam has pictures of me and the kids in the largest mailbox in the entire world, you know, in <laughs> these towns. And you laugh, and the kids just, like, can't even believe it. It's And we're... You you have a sense of humor too. Plus, watching them get into this and their joy and it was it it's just amazing. And that's what gets them away from their <laughs> electronics when they give them their one hour. Um, is once you get them involved in looking for like the world's largest something, you're going along, and and they'll see they'll see one, the, the, the world's longest train. There it is, Grandpa. See, I can see it. It's right over there. And uh, yeah. It, there's we took them in Colorado down to the Indian villages, you know, took a mm-hmm. hike down yeah. through the stone into the villages. That made, was, made yeah, yeah built into the stone. And uh, they were just absolutely amazed by that. And uh, I was, we were walking along a trail, and they were behind me. And unbeknownst to me, a snake slid across the back of my shoe. And JP goes... Dana, there's a snake just slid across the back of your shoe. And I was like, oh, my God. A little rattlesnake about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And I said, does he go? And he goes, yeah, Nana, he's gone. I think you're okay. And I said, okay, so you'd have these things. And, and then we'd talk about it at dinner, you know. And, oh, it was just, it was hilarious. Well, summing it up, 10 years old. Yep. And you chose that age because... Because my mom and dad did. Yeah, because your mom and dad did. But that, the, the wisdom of that age is... They're old enough to communicate and to have a lot of fun with. Yes, yes. and they they haven't they haven't gotten into the age where they can develop uh, you know so much of an attitude because yeah. <laughs> that does come and go. It yes. does it. And uh, and they're, they're the innocence and the and the wide eyed just wonderment of, of what they're seeing. And it's a month long, anywhere you want in in, uh, in, in the, the U.S. Yep. yep, awesome. Only one of them went out of the country. And uh, he chose, he, he asked if we could go around the Great Lakes on the outside, circumnavigate the Great Lakes. Awesome. And that was Gabe. And uh, uh, that, was a, that was a very special trip, too. You guys still RV, right? Yep. Yes, yep. we are. Yep. And, yeah, we've uh, had big ones and small ones. And now, now we're into the, on the small side because we like going to the, the national forests and some of the more primitive places. Joining us in boondocking. Yeah. 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 Well, you guys have been delight. People are going to love hearing this and uh, and we encourage them to try it with their grandkids. Absolutely. That's great. And if anyone asks you if, if they, for help in doing one, 
I would be very happy to give, give some tips to people. Well, you heard Sam and Deb Moody, and we are going to um, share that. They can contact us, and we'll put you in touch with you guys. Okay. Great. Yes, this is just such a great tool, such a great resource, such a great idea, because we all want to build those special memories with our grandkids, and we don't quite know how to do it. So thank you. You're, You're very welcome. That was a fun interview, and I really got inspired listening to them. I, I wish that we would have heard about all this a few years ago. Uh, we still have a couple more grandkids. Yes, we do. A little. Yeah. We've taken our grandkids uh, a couple of times, but it's hard to get everybody organized. But I love their idea of making something really special. Mm -hmm. um, if uh, Sam offered the, to help you with any questions, and if you send them to us, we'll get them to Sam and connect you guys that way. Uh, our email and if you have somebody else you think we should interview with a, a topic of interest to everybody, send us that too. Uh, our address is on the screen, Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. It's also in the show notes at rvlifestyle.com. When we come back, the news of the week and your questions and much more. Whether you're staying close to home or wheeling across the country, RVers need the best value in medical coverage. Peace of mind for RVs.com has a Medicare enrollment specialist with 16 years of experience and can tailor your Medicare plan selection with the choices that matter most to you. So you can keep your doctors and make sure your prescriptions and medical care are covered wherever you travel. Peace of mind for RVs.com will help you get the most out of your Medicare coverage, choose just the right options, and they can even get you squared away with all the things that Medicare may not cover, like specialized emergency transportation coverage, air ambulance coverage, dental, vision, hearing, all at the best bang for the buck and tailored specifically for the RV lifestyle. You can find out more and get all your questions answered by going to peaceofmindforrvs.com. That's peaceofmindforrvs.com. Have you had it with overbooked, overcrowded campgrounds? Then check out Harvest Hosts, where RVers can overnight for free at more than 2,400 wineries, farms, microbreweries, golf courses, and attractions. Harvest Host is a membership service for those with self-contained RVs looking for unique, beautiful, and peaceful overnight camping experiences across North America. When you become a member of Harvest Host, you can camp for free at all these places. Jennifer and I are Harvest Host members, and we've made so many great memories at Harvest Host locations. There's no charge for camping, and your Harvest Host membership fee is easily made up with just a couple of stays. Plus, you have awesome places to stay. If you use our special affiliate link of rvlifestyle.com slash HH, you'll automatically get 15% off the cost of your membership. That's 15% off, but you must use the special link, rvlifestyle.com slash HH. Welcome back, everybody. It's time now for the RV News of the Week. And boy, there's a story shaping up in California that has the RV industry uh, up in arms. Yeah, the California Air Resource Board is considering regulations that would ban portable generators in California, including generators built into many RVs. Now, this is a pretty revolutionary uh, concept. No generator use. None. And uh, I mean, I think about what that means to construction sites, for example, people building homes, you know, all that stuff. But particularly RVers uh, in the whole state, they want to ban portable generators, including the ones that are built into your RV. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, the industry is not pleased. The California RV Dealers Association is uh, fighting this. They say it's going to have a devastating effect on RV sales in the state. Um, but this is the work of the California Air Resources Board. And they, um, they, they're dedicated to reducing air pollution, noble cause, mm -hmm. but, and it's trying to use regulations, and they think this is a big step for them. Wow, I, I didn't even think about people trying to build like buildings and houses and things like that with their generators. Yeah. So and it's more than just the RV industry. Yeah, but in particular, the RV industry is, is really uh, going to take a hit on this, they believe. And it comes on uh, the heels of some other uh, stuff that uh, came about. They tried to um, uh, prohibit diesel-powered RVs from entering the state uh, unless they got a successful California emissions inspection. 
you had to get that before you could uh, you you could uh, go through the state, and they actually almost got that through, and that was that was fought, and uh, right now it's it's not in effect, but. Uh, boy, it's uh, the industry has not been happy about some of the proposed <laughs> no. legislation. So, no, you in California, they're trying to rally your support to get that uh, proposal from the uh, uh, California Air Resources Group done. And now, now we got another story that affects all of us. It and also in a California, sign of the future. Yes, also a California story. At uh, Yosemite National Park, they want to start a lottery system so that more people have a chance to be able to camp in the North Pines campground. And that is a good idea so that everybody gets a chance. Otherwise, you all know how hard it is to get into the uh, national campground. But and particularly, particularly that, one, that one. And so, you know, they open it up and it's filled in a second and a half. Yeah, maybe, maybe not even that long. <laughs> and so they're going to set up a lottery and uh, and I think that this is pretty pretty good because that park that campground's filled really from April through September. There's no openings, so under the new system, you put your name in, right? Mm -hmm. And then what happens? And uh, they pull out names. Yeah, but when? <laughs> oh, when are they going to pull out those names? Well, they got to put the applications in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, from January, I'm looking here at the notes from January 18th to February 6th. Okay. And then they announce the winners of the lottery on February 10th. Even that required you to be pretty organized. Yeah, well, yeah. you got a couple weeks to get your application. Yeah. But I am betting that that is a precursor of what's going to happen in a lot of our national parks. It is. Because as we said on uh, Ask Us Anything, most campgrounds for most of the 2022 season are booked right now. Mm -hmm. You know, the popular destination, they're all booked. So, yeah. you know, it's... And so you're going to see things like this. And that's why that whole trend of buying your own property and making your campsite in an area you like is is growing that trend so crazy times we live in crazy times all right time now for the rv questions of the week we had an interesting letter from somebody named dennis do you want to share that oh this is this is a long question <laughs> <laughs> it is but he raises some he good raises info. some good points one subject i haven't seen covered in any of your youtube videos from multiple rv channels is dealing with campground reservations and sites we always see the beautiful sites that you and others go to but i know there most likely have been conflicts between what site was reserved and what the final site that was given the reason why i'm saying this is because of our last adventure we booked a week-long stay at a campground near Indianapolis. Our kids and grandkids were going to be with us for about four days, and we were going to celebrate our 48th wedding anniversary, trick-or-treat, and visit the zoo and museums. We arrived at the campground a couple of days ahead of the kids, checked in at the office, and was told to follow the guide to our site. Sounds normal so far. Yes, it sounds good so far. We have a Class A motorhome, meticulously maintained, cleaned and sparkling, chrome shining and tires dressed. Our towed vehicle also in the same condition. The guide took us to an area in the campground, uh, well, let's just say the ghetto. <laughs> the rigs were all rusty and falling apart. There were a few rigs that were completely abandoned for, I would say, decades. We paid for full hookups, but these sites only had electric and water. There was dog waste not picked up in a number of places on the site. Obviously, we did not want to be here. This also happened to us in Florida last year at another campground. What can be done about this? Wow. Um, that's never quite happened to us that bad, but no. we have seen spots that we've we found, hey, there's a campground we've pulled in and we've looked and we've said, no way, and we've moved on. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. And we did, we had booked a couple times at places and then we got there and we said, no, we're not staying. That's here. right, we have. Yeah, I can think of left. a couple. Yeah. yeah. However, so how do you. It doesn't happen that often. No, but it, you know, I could see in this case, these, this is going to be a big family celebration. And, yeah. And that's not the place you want to do it. Um, so what do you do about it? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is start reading online reviews. Don't book a reservation without reading online reviews. Now, you do have to take a lot of those reviews with a grain of salt. Because mm -hmm. usually people, there's always people who have an ax to grind. Uh, but if there is an overwhelming amount of them in which people are saying negative things about the campground, you have to believe there's something to it. Mm -hmm. And in, my advice would be then 
scratch that one off your list. So I don't know the campground that you're talking about, but that's the first thing I'd say. And, the, and, and if it does happen to you, I guess you just refuse to take the site. Take the hit if you have to and just go away. It's a nightmare because he had his kids and grandkids but come yeah, on. But I don't know how many sites they had reserved at this campground. Well, I think his note goes on to say later on that they, they, uh, they did get moved to a better part of the campground and, and it worked out, but they were extremely upset. And, and he went, he had a bad experience in Florida, similar thing. So, mm. so the question is, is uh, RV reviews. And then for you, as you go to places and you do have good or bad experiences, review them. Honestly, don't use it as an ax to grind. As campground owners, you know, we can all be assassinated so easily online these days. Mm -hmm. but, but trust the reviews, I think. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good one. Try to find reviews. Yep. Um, well, here's one from Sheila. And she writes, uh, I am a newbie to RVing. I was told the door and storage lock keys are interchangeable with most RVs. Uh, we came home and we found all of our doors opened in an RV park in Oklahoma. Is this true? Are the keys the same? And the answer is... They are, and we were absolutely shocked to hear that. 90% of all RVs have the same key for their RV storage it's, uh, locks. It's that little tiny key, and if you look at it, it's, let's see if I have one on me here. It is, uh, it's got the number CH751, and that's, with those of you watching this on our YouTube vision, that's what it looks like, right? And there's a number right in the middle of the key, and it's CH751. That will open 90% of all of the cabinets, the outdoor cap storage cabinets on an RV. And their answer, that many uh, factory RV doors locked with the same key, that makes it allegedly easier for the dealers and the salespeople. They don't have to carry around a 1,000 keys. But if that's the case, if they want it easier for them, I think, when they sell the rig, they got to get a locksmith and change it. Yeah, well, no dealer is going to do that. Well, no, but, but they should we, be forced they to should, do that. They should be forced to do Because, like, we didn't know that. All no. the people out there thinking you're locking, you might as well leave it unlocked. Every RV we've had, I've always said, well, we got a new Here's your new key. And I looked and I said, wait, it's the same exact key as the old one. And no matter what make you have, what model it is, that's the key, the same key that opens the storage camp carpets. Okay, so until we can get this changed, we need to change our locks. Yeah, we need to do that. Ourselves. Well, we have, we have. We, ours are changed. <laughs> don't but tell me. All of us. All of us uh, need, meaning we. Yeah, and, and remember, you know, don't store real valuable things in there until you do that. Get a different lock. And you may have to bring a locksmith in to do it. But, you know, that RV is already a big investment of yours, and you're just going to have to grin and bear it. But uh, it is true uh, to Sheila's question, and that's enough. Like I say, to... I was absolutely shocked when I heard that. Yep. That's, a, that's another one of those RV industry scandals that nobody yes. likes to talk about. Yes. But it's true. All right. We come right back. Uh, we've got uh, a campground hidden gem report from our friend Mark Kep. So stay with us. We'll take you to a really cool campground that a lot of people don't know about in California. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster. They charge fuller. They're longer lasting. They're maintenance free. And battle-borne batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our battle-borne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. All right, it's time now for Hidden Campground Gems in which we look at campgrounds that a lot of people are unaware of that truly are gems. And uh, with us is Mark Kep from campgroundviews.com. He's got a great one for us in California. Hi, Mark. And we can't wait to hear where we can go camping in California. 
Thank you, Mike and Jen, and hello, everybody. Today, we're gonna go to the state of California for our Hidden Gem Campground of the Week. And I mean, the truth is California, there's not a lot of hidden gems within California, but as you know, we've, we've given you a few already. And this one is a little bit better known, but what I like about it is, is the town itself is more the hidden gem. So it's Bakersfield, California, located in the Central Valley, Southern part of the Central Valley, in the center part of the state. So if you're looking at a map, it's located north of Los Angeles, south of San Francisco, center part of the state. Bakersfield itself is an oil town, oil and farming, but primarily oil, a lot of oil um, rigs in the area. And, and I think a significant portion of the oil that's produced in the state of California actually comes from the Bakersfield um, oil wells in that region. Anyways, the RV park itself is Bakersfield River Run RV Park. The RV park is located just off California 99, which is the um, the, the highway that goes north and south um, through the town. The location itself is, is well run. In fact, the owners who developed the park were RVers like all of us. So um, they built the park, as you can see, with nicely angled sites, a good approach. So they actually curve the edge. So for bigger RVs, it's very easy to back into and these are the back end sites behind us will be um well, that's the office there let's jump ahead a little bit further there are pull throughs in the middle so these pull throughs are our back-to-back sites so one pulls in one way the other rig pulls in the other way so your your non-door sides are facing each other and then you have a nice grassy area out front the um, rv park itself is very well laid out um, a very scenic spot in what I mean by that is the trees create a nice ambiance for an area that's generally flat and, and primarily a deserty style region. So Bakersfield River Run RV Park, you'll see that there's paved roads. The site parking pads, I'll actually pause right here. The site parking pads are like a crushed granite gravel, which means they drain really well if it rains and you know they don't get muddy and they're a good solid base for your RV. But then you have a nice concrete patio outside obviously a different type of camping it depends on your needs or wants this one is better suited to large rvs and it's also in the back here they've got folks that work in the area that stay there they're very selective of that and do a good job of making sure they have a really nice environment for people to stay in so our hidden gem campground of the week is bakersfield river run rv park located in bakersfield california there'll be a link in the description below so you can go check it out for yourself and add it to your itinerary for future stays back to you Mike and Jen. That Bakersfield River Run Campground uh, can be found on campgroundviews.com. We have a special link uh, that'll take you directly to it and you can find that in the show notes for this episode at rvlifestyle.com. Uh, we'll put it in the description below as well and uh, you, can, uh, you can find it there. Thanks to Mark and campgroundviews.com which offer you a, a view of the campgrounds so you don't find yourself stuck in a place that you, uh, you don't like. Hey, that's it for this week. Uh, we hope to see you at one of our meetups, uh, the first one coming up this coming Saturday in Tennessee. Till next time, Merry Christmas and... Happy New Year and make some happy trails.